It's Friday night, everybody. You know what that means. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm John. And together, we're Friday Night Games. games. I'm never going to not make that awkward. It's always awkward. It's fine, though. <laughs> so we're two board game enthusiasts who both have a bad sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And with us today is our good friend who has actually played today's game. <laughs> That's a first. <laughs> yes. Five years ago. <laughs> Kevin Kwan. Welcome, Kev. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi-oh. And on today's show, we're going to discuss a single game, which is many games. Epic Spell Wars of the or Epic Spell Wars for short. Uh, and we're also going to preview the soon-to-be-released Epic Spell Wars of the Battle Wizards Hijinks at Hell High by Cryptozoic, who sent us this game for preview on our podcast. And then we're going to dive a little into the, the other games of the series to discuss their differences, and we will geek out by ranking them later on. Which one is our favorite? I know which one's my favorite. Yeah, me too. I already know. What about you, Kevin? That one with the spells. Yeah. <laughs> that one I played five years ago. Yeah. It was a good one, though. So first of all, we'd love to give a big thanks to Corey and Sophia over at Cryptozoic Games for providing us with the preview copy of Epic Spell Wars of the Battle Wizards Hijinks at Hell High. So Matt, I know that you got to meet the creator of Epic Spell Wars of the Battle Wizards, Corey Jones at Gen Con in 2019. Yeah, 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 yeah. Corey Jones, he signed a poster. He signed the Annihilation poster that i have sitting on my shelf which was really cool and he's he's a legend to me he is a big legend to me why is that what makes him legendary he is a main influence with a few other creators to why we're doing what we're doing right now right the path and journey that we took could be directly related to him so in 2015 when we started kind of playing games as a group his game epic spell wars uh of the battle wizards (laughs) (laughs) uh battle at Mount Skull's Fire. <laughs> Holy <laughs> smokes. <laughs> this is what's the best because it's like these names are so ridiculous. Oh, games. Yeah, like which, which, is, which is really funny when you have to say the whole thing. <laughs> so Bill is a big fan of Will Wheaton's Tabletop. And in 2015, he watched the Epic Spell Wars episode of that and bill has a weird sense of humor so he fell in love immediately and he he not only did he buy that game he went out and bought rumble at castle tentacle i was a little bit hesitant to play at first the humor is a little bit strange you don't like blood guts and gore sometimes i feel a little bit like like scared (laughs) i mean it had a lot it had a lot of killing and guts and and you're just like when when do i look at this and just think like oh am i desensitized or (laughs) am i desensitized am am i gonna become desensitized welcome to 2020 yeah (laughs) (laughs) well anyways we played it And I actually liked it. I liked it a lot. We had a great time. I think there was about... There was a lot of us. A lot more. It's it's like a two to five player game. But we were playing it with like seven or eight people. Which was too many. I can say that right away. But it really was like... This is what a party game should be for someone who loves being an adult. Who loves wizards. And like 1970s hair bands for metal. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought <laughs> when I played it. I'm like, this is so cool. Like the art and everything just kind of like melts together this crazy epic battle of spell casting and creating spells and turn on the heavy metal while you're casting it that's what i was thinking and, and it was really cool 
how I'm picturing Matt right now when he's older, <laughs> listening to 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 70s metal is in Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. He's like, hey yo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's my drummer right there, the drummer from Fall Cat. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, yeah, that's probably what we're gonna sound like too. <laughs> I mean, my hair is already going that way right now, uh, without cutting it. So, anyways, <laughs> what was awesome about Corey doing that was that he he created this game. He actually followed through with creating it, and he made an epic game. No pun intended at all, but he made a really fun, wild out there unique game that was just super cool hey matt i wrote you a song <laughs> <laughs> it's called i want to rock your body and in parenthesis oh, i've seen till the break of dawn <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know john is quoting uh what's that what's that stupid show uh aqua teen hunger force. force yeah and basically uh, there's a there's a neighbor who's Who's Carl? It's me in the future, apparently. Actually, actually, it's like one of our friends. He sounds and looks exactly like one of our one of our best friends. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, John just making fun of me because of it, which is which is a great show. I really do love that show. Has one of my favorite shows where they one of the catchphrases: "Call me spaghetti." <laughs> I want to be called spaghetti. <laughs> oh, look at you! You got those little hairs on your feet. <laughs> I got those too. Yeah, there okay, I'm, you done, go. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you get it out yet? Or <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyways, when I met him <laughs> at Gen Con 2019, full circle now, I was pretty nervous. And you can listen to that whole thing on our Gen Con 2019 podcast. It was really cool. He signed their, my poster and the game. The game, yeah. He signed the game box. Yeah. He misspelt uh, something winning. 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 When he it, maybe did it on purpose. Probably, which is pretty cool. Anyway, he's, he was a really cool guy, so it was really nice to meet him. Yeah, well, what's cool about the game for me is I really didn't know much about Epic Spell Wars until you brought Annihilageddon home from Gen Con. I think we played it at my house. I loved playing that deck-building game. It's a very good version of the Cryptozoic deck-building series. Yeah, and it introduced me to the, the Cerberus engine that they that they have in all their games, which led me to the DC deck-building game that I'm obsessed with now and like need to complete. I'm a completionist when it comes to that crap. So if uh, anyone wants to buy me all the expansions I'm missing, <clears throat> I will gladly accept those donations. Yep. Kevin <laughs> will uh, send them your way. Uh, <laughs> I thought Matt's a sugar daddy here. What's up with this? What's They're the sugar this? daddy that lives in the United States. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> we can't actually buy anything in Canada. <laughs> I don't know if you do that. <laughs> but we should warn our listeners that this game is for a more mature audience, uh, would say 16 plus, because the game contains cartoon depiction of ultraviolence, sexual innuendo, violence, bizarre humor, violence, some deranged humor, violence, and everything else that could be flying through a young teenager's head. Yeah, our heads. Our, our heads. At 16, <laughs> probably. 36? From 16 and on. Okay. But probably, I don't know, maybe more through your head than my head, but still. It's still a mature theme. Oh, yeah, 100%. Not that our show is a mature theme, but, you know, the recommendation of the game will be a mature theme. Right. All right, so now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> <laughs> let's explain what the epic spell... Oh, man. <laughs> Just go epic spell wars. It's going to be, right. like, next impossible to do that, like, 50 times. <laughs> You should keep that in. And and me saying you should keep that in twice. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, let's explain what this series of games are for, for those who are afraid to dabble into this completely over-the-top game about actually simple spellcasting. So what is Epic Spell Wars of the Battle Wizards? 
It is a series of games where you play a totally epic battle wizard. Breaking it wow! Who is competing in a set of tournaments in the Kingdom of Carnage, which is led by Uncle Andy, the supreme leader of this world and grandmaster of the tournament. Oh, and all of this is detailed in the original and every single rule book, all five, actually all six, with a lot more colorful language, aka swear words. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of them, because it's 16 plus. So these tourneys help the residents of the Kingdom of Carnage get away from their dull lives, and all the tourneys lead up to the grand tournament, Annihilagiddon. More on that later, and actually we had talked a little bit about it before too. <laughs> the game is simple enough you cast an incredibly epic spell at your opponents until you're the last person standing to obtain a last wizard standing token and then if you get two wins you win the game each round you will concoct a spell from the eight cards that are in your hand by placing face down up to three different types of spell components so you have to place one source one quality and then one delivery. If you do not have all three, you place whatever you can place. So you might place one source, you might place a source in quality, or you might place a source in delivery, or a quality in delivery, or all three. One wizard at a time, starting with the wizards who only played one card, and then you do the wizards who only played two cards, and finally the wizards who played three cards. Ties are broken by an initiative number on the delivery or a super complex dice roll in case of a tie. To resolve a spell, you first read the source, then the quality, then the delivery, and resolve effects in order that they are read from left to right. You must read the spell created in a totally epic voice, because you're epic wizards. Each card has a glyph on the bottom left, which is used for power rolls using dice on cards that require power rolls. The original game features wild magic, which allows you to reveal from the top of your deck until you get a missing component card, source, quality, or delivery, whatever you're missing. It also features treasure cards, which are powerful items which are there to help you, and if they have the word everlasting, they stay in play throughout each round or the game. All games are standalone or playable with other games. All games introduce new keywords and mechanics. It is considered to be very casual, very epic, very metal, and very much a party game. So did you all get that? Yes. <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> did I forget? Man, you did your homework. I did. I did. I uh, study hard. It sounds like a lot when you when you read it out loud, but the games are actually super simple and really easy to get into. And they're like you can pull them out and play. You know, I I learned I learned it. You can't see me air quoting, but I learned it ahead of time. Yeah, and it was just very easy to to figure out. Do you want to give an example of a type of spell of this totally epic, crazy, insane metal game? You want us to create a spell for you, Kevin? Sure. Who am I aiming it at? That's the most important thing in this. Same at me. John, what's your initiative? 16. Mine's 13, so you get to go first. All right. I've got alpha bitches murder-ticulating boomer genocide. And I have edgelord neckbeards super sassy pain locker. By the way, so these spells are from the new game. Cool. And then the way you resolve it, you just do it from left to right. So I would resolve Edgelord Neckbeards, which is the source first. Lose two social status, then deal three damage to each foe with higher social status. Then I would read the super sassy target 
foe with lower social status. And then the roll power, this is an arcane. So I roll dice equal to the number of arcane cards in my spell, which I actually have two of them in this spell. So I roll two dice. And then depending on the dice roll on this card, I do damage. And then finally, pain locker is another roll card, another arcane roll card. So target foe with lowest social status. Roll power, again, I have two arcane. So I roll two dice and this deals damage. And I make it a treasure. Nice. So yeah, cool. it's pretty simple. And then I would just discard those cards and then draw back up to eight cards at the end of the round. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. Any questions, Kevin, on that epic spell we just did? That was the metal. <laughs> so in the Epic Spell Wars series, there are a total of six games that have been released, five of which are in the Epic Spell Wars of the Battle Wizards, what would you say, like dueling combat game? Dueling spell game, I would call spell it. Game. All right, so the first game was released in 2012, which is Epic Spell Wars of the Battle Wizards, Duel at Mount Skull's Fire. And then in 2015, came up with the second one, Epic Spell Wars of the Battle Wizards, Rumble at Castle Tentakill. And then in 2017, Epic Spell Wars of the Battle Wizards, Melee at Murder Shroom Marsh. And then in 2018, Epic Spell Wars of the Battle Wizards, Panic at Pleasure Palace. And in 2019, the previous four games culminated into the grand battle called Epic Spell Wars of the Battle Wizards Annihilageddon, which is a deck building game and not part of the quote unquote core game, I say. And then in 2020 this year in Q3, Epic Spell Wars of the Battle Wizards Hijinks at Hell High is coming out. I really like how you used Epic Spell Wars of the Battle Wizard to say every game. <laughs> that's the point. That's the game. That's the title of the game. <laughs> they, it is. They, they want it to be said and heard. I also like how the official title of the deck building game is Epic Spell Wars of the Battle Wizards Annihilation Deck Building Game. And if you go <laughs> <laughs> and if you go on to uh, Board Game Geek, like that is the full title, which is pretty hilarious to me. All right, Matt. So since we had the pleasure of playing Hijinks at Hell High, let's dive into it. All right. Cool, yeah. So Epic Spell Wars of the Battle Wizards High Jinx at Hell High is the fifth installment of the Epic Spell Wars of core games. Nihilageddon would make it the sixth. The theme is pretty cool. So you're acting like you've kind of went back in time a little bit and you're in high school and you're a high school student in the kingdom of carnage. And from the cards and the description, it honestly like it, it felt like being in high school. <laughs> Like when we were playing, we played, so Matt and I played it two player. Right. And then we also brought it to the group where we played with four of us. And there's two new mechanics in this game that added on to the other games as well. So you have the social status board. So what you do is at the beginning of the game, you roll the dice and whoever gets the highest roll goes in the top spot, which is class president. And then the next roll is jock. And then it is, I think like slutty cheerleader. And then it goes down to being like stoner, nerd, loser. And then each spot on that social status board gives you a player power, I guess, for that further round. And it really suits whatever you are first. Like the slutty cheerleader, I think that social status is like you heal two HP and then you heal two HP to another player <laughs> and stuff like that. So I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's themed. It's themed. During the game, you can gain social status or you can lose social status. And then if you knock somebody off, you knock them in the way you're going. So if I'm going up in social status, the person above me is going to go up in social status. So they introduce a new keyword, bully. So these normally do an effect to someone on a lower status than you. So the spell that we created earlier, I actually had two bully effects on there. So on Alpha Bitch's card, if that foe, whoever I'm targeting, has a lower social status, I can take the 
top card of the main deck and add it to my spell. And then again, on the second card, the murder triculating. If that foe is a lower social status, you can remove a component from your spell. So you're either adding or taking away, which is pretty cool. So yeah, let's get in. What'd you think about the game, Matt? We sat down on Friday night and we played all five games. Which was a really fun experience. Right. Totally recommend it if you have all five games. Do you want to know my thoughts in general on the all the games as a whole? Well, let's talk about hijinks at hell high right now. Okay. And then we'll we'll talk about the other games later. Okay. All right. So I'll hold those other thoughts. All right. So first of all, this game reminded me of the game Janitor. There's another word for that. A-hole, president, which is a card game where first person, if you come in first place, the last person who came in last place has to give cards to the first place person. So this game reminded me exactly of that, right? President has, gets an extra card. They get to decide what glyph is an extra glyph for the game. If you lose a bunch of social statuses, then at the beginning of each like spell creation, you have to like do something worse which at the very end you could be the loser and i think you're just you don't do anything says you suck yeah <laughs> <laughs> but other but like the bully gets to pick on at the beginning of their spell creation they get to pick on people below them right so there's a lot of like little cool elements to that and, and that's all part of the social status board and i love that and it was really cool trying to like move up it and move down it you're, you're trying to strategize that for sure at one point i had a card that did something if i was lower social status i could do damage to the people above me and i was but then novi because of like how all the spells get resolved novi got to go ahead of me and when he was ahead of me he he actually played a card that switched our positions uh-huh and then I'm like, oh, because I had something that was going to do like four damage and take him out. <laughs> but instead, it switched me to the top to class president, which was actually good. But it wasn't because then when I played my card, my card was useless. Right. So I'm like, oh, man. So, it was, you know, it was a bummer. And then bully was a neat way to stay on top. So if you're on, on a higher social status, bully was a way to kick people out of the game. It made your spells pretty powerful. What about you, John? For me, the humor was right on point. I felt that Hijinx at Hell High was a really good balance between the other games. I felt like everything kind of just finally came together. Oh, like they're they're learning, they're making the game, they're making it better, slowly better, slowly better, and then this is like their ultimate. Yeah, this is like the pinnacle, right? Like this might, you know, I don't want to say it's their peak, but like, or if they plan on making anything other games, but this seemed to like take... I don't know if it's maybe because we played all the games in a row, right? Because I felt that. Well, hold on. So we we played a two-player game of this also by ourselves before we actually played yeah, yeah. the rest of them. How did you feel about the two-player game? Well, the two-player game, for it went by kind of slow. I know I realized that I was on a lower social status than you the, the most, most of the game. And a lot of my cards... I really couldn't do anything. I think there's like two or three rounds where I just like, oh, can't do anything. On yeah, my I was. Spell. I had like a lot of bully, or I had like a lot of like. I started. I think at one point I had cards that let me gain a lot of treasure. Yeah, and I oh, had, you had like, like nine treasures or something. Yeah, like that. and yeah. you're just like sitting there like, well, this is not fun. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, as I was saying, this game I felt was like really balanced in with all the components because you still have like you still have some like the the keywords. You have the creature cards. You have the keep cards and stuff like that. I just felt like it was a really well-balanced mix of all the games together. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think like the two-player game was okay, and it seemed to drag out a little bit more than, than I'd prefer. Mm -hmm. When we played three and four players, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, and I was saying that when we played our two-player game, I was like, yeah, this is meant for more than two players. Like, I know you can play with two, but I feel like just with the hilarity of all the cards, having everyone's different reactions to like the cards you get or picking the characters, it seems like I, we had a better time playing with the group of us than 
we right. did. Right, and and I will admit, so with the game, there is downtime in the regular Epic Spell Wars game, but I specifically in this game, I noticed that the downtime, because I, I got knocked out a lot, which we'll talk about in a minute, was five to ten minutes max. Yeah. While in the other games, well, in the original game, compared to the original game, I felt like, and I, and I played it several times, I feel like I was out for like maybe 20 minutes sometimes. Right. But also, we also played, you know, we, we played the... We played the original game with three players, four players, five players. We actually played all the way up to nine players. When you play up to nine players, it's just not as fun. Kevin <laughs> was actually at that one. Yeah, I think I played that one. That was a really... There was a lot of downtime if you got knocked out early. And it was really early, easy to get knocked out early, too, with some of the spells and how they worked. Right. And, yeah, if you had the bolt fire boulder, it would just... Like, if you had nine people, that thing was taking out people. Like, I think one person didn't even get to play. but that's also the original game and it was not meant for nine players (laughs) so i mean we played it you know we played it differently than we were supposed to play it on the nine player version there's a lot of downtime but i also played that with you know two players and played with four players and i still noticed a lot of downtime and it took a long time to play this game you know they they changed the rules over the last eight years and they made quicker game right instead of going for everyone you know someone needs two dead wizard tokens which could last a long time like if you played the original game and you had five people or last wizard standing yeah sorry yeah last wizard standing tokens that could last six rounds it could last six rounds but then this one they're kind of like hey just count points and make it last over three rounds and if there's a tie just battle another round between those two people so let's look at some of the games so we played them all in order which was really fun and what we did was we did a one round per game and then we didn't play the original because the original is not as good as all the new games so (laughs) well we played the original on tuesday we did together but in our big round robin we didn't so the first game which came out in 2012 is a duel at mount skull's fire this is the original game it's just themed around being an epic battle wizard with heavy metal music and ultra violence and slinging fireballs and all that jazz it originally introduced every mechanic that's in every game the glyphs power rolls treasures which you may or may not keep if they have everlasting they sit by you they give you pretty awesome abilities wild magic that if you play it to a missing component you look at the top card of the deck until you get the first component you need and you add that to your spell and then dead wizard cards so if you suck at the game and you get keep getting killed you get these cards that make you better and better every game nice and then the second game rumble at castle Tenekill, better than the original uh, this one introduced the creature card on the delivery card some of them are creature cards that if you rolled high enough you were able to keep and use to block damage on another round it ended up being quicker matches so, so they added a quicker match a quick match quick match yeah and then reactions so reactions are like if you died before you're able to play this game resolve this card this one had blood tokens so you can gain and spend blood for additional effects and each game comes with this cool little standee that it matches the theme of the game and this one had purpose so it had text you gain blood by gaining and holding the standee as well so before i move on to the next one the third one i just want to say that rumble at castle tentacle had the most mechanics it did added and then a lot of core mechanics were added during that expansion right which is pretty cool so rumble at Castle Tentacle was released in 2015. In 2017, they released Melee at Murder Shroom Marsh. This is a super epic, fast killing game. The fastest game we played. It was all themed around drugs and acid trips and anything that i don't know i don't know much about drugs so all druggy things (laughs) that's me pretending i don't know anything about drugs (laughs) 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 
It had dual cliff delivery carts, which allowed for multi-purpose delivery. So you could have a fire, or sorry, you can have an elemental and an illusion on the same one, which allowed you to roll at least two dice on your delivery. And if you had all, if you had three, it allowed you to match that delivery with two other uh, sources, which is pretty cool. Uh, it had cantrips, which allowed you, if you discarded two cards of what was told to you, either quality, source, or delivery, you can add a quality or source to your spell. And it's resolved after the spell is played. So you'd reveal your spell, then you add cantrips. So it, you can add another glyph, you can add another ability. It was, you know, you're adding a lot of damage. And then bad trips, if you had four different glyphs in your spell, which usually if you had different glyphs in your spell, your spell wouldn't be as powerful. But in this case, it would resolve things twice <laughs> and sometimes it resolved in a lot of damage so this game was had a lot of damage going everywhere and then panic at pleasure palace which was released in 2018 this one was all just sexual innuendo <laughs> like they had a bag which you collected mtds magically transmitted diseases and the bag is literally a disease infested uh scrotum <laughs> Ball sack. <laughs> Ball sack. <laughs> um, so the magic transmitted diseases, you draw an effect from the bag, and that sucks. Like, I had, what, like, lose HP, like, every round, and, you know, take damage. You pick up less cards uh, in your hand. You have one less spell component. But what was cool about this game, if you had this standee, which is very phallic-shaped, <laughs> it actually stops you from gaining the diseases in the game. But if you had them, it wouldn't remove them. You still have them. You still have them, yeah. <laughs> As a tribute to receiving hijinks at hell high we decided that we were going to play all the games in a row which we did as a group and it was it was a lot of fun it yeah i had a lot of fun doing that we had a really funny moment when we opened up the tentacle game oh because, uh, wait hold on hold on yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so we, we mentioned this earlier bill bought the game back in 2015 he bought the original plus tentacle right because he was hyped up over will wheaton's tabletop he saw how much fun they're having the game you know all the jokes bill loves so he you you want to you want to dig into it? He was just, he was talking about how he like remembers playing both these games, and he was like, "Yeah, no, we played like both the games that night." And he was like dead set on it. We're like, "Ah, I bet you, I bet you, we didn't." Oh, no, we and did, no, 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 no. Then he looks at you. He's like, "We did." Yeah. Like he has like this like shrill look in his <laughs> eye. He literally stared at John and was like, "No, dude, we did." Like he was so sure of I himself. Have, I have a vivid memory. Yeah, he's like, "You don't understand." My memory is so good. I remember. I'm. I'm my memory is way better than yours. Basically, gloated to us. We're like, John, what'd you say? You're like, I bet you. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> no, no. You're like, I bet you'd muddy. Oh yeah. And he was gonna put muddy on it. He was gonna put muddy on it. You're like twenty bucks. Twenty bucks says you never played this game. <laughs> uh yeah, but. We cheated a little because we had the game with us on like Tuesday or Wednesday. But we opened the game. Bill hadn't even touched. None of the components were popped out. <laughs> it was all still. It, it was cards basically the just, wrappers. It was just the wrapper was off. That was it. And, <laughs> not, not, and the cards were still in the, in the wrapper and everything. So that was pretty funny. It was a good moment. It was like one of those funny gaming moments where someone's like, I played this before. And you're like, no, you didn't. <laughs> and it's like, we have proof. Like, yeah. you can't you can't go against us on it. We didn't play every game to its full extent. We just played one round of each game to make it go by a little quicker. And if we if died, we just took dead wizard cards from the next game and utilized those in our game. And we lost all our treasures. Matt did not win a single round. Hey, <laughs> Or hey. get a single kill the entire game. <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> we actually tallied so we had to we had to tally every round we did with a different game we would tally the kills 
and the last wizard standing uh, as a point. Right. And I got zero. <laughs> so so I know the downtime of every game because I experienced the downtime every game. I am a master of the downtime. Yeah. What actually in these games as a whole, it's actually not too bad when you're playing four to five players. For me, it was like five to ten minutes. I could go get a drink or chips or whatever and bring it back. Basically, being the host, I was able to serve you guys really well. Yes. <laughs> Bill won. He like destroyed. Yeah, I, I, we were we were giving trophies so the uh, the standees for the games, and Bill I think had three out three of five. <laughs> three city, and we we're really able to play through each game. Which was my thought, which was as we played from you know first game to last game when we got to I think. Murder Shroom Marsh, that game was just so quick. Like all of us died. <laughs> I think I think within minutes it seemed like maybe ten minutes. I, I'm minutes. pretty sure I got to play one round. Right. <laughs> and but it was like at that moment it was like, okay, the first two games were longer. Mm-hmm. This one was like way too quick. And then Pleasure Palace was like, okay, a good balance. And then Hijinx at Hell High was an even better balance than that. Because I felt like we were all able to kind of knock someone out each round, except for you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But easily, but like it didn't seem like it was dragging. Yeah. It didn't seem like it was too quick. Melee at Murder Shroom Marsh is the one I really like. And I I liked it because it was quick. And I liked it because it was slinging crazy spells. You know, the whole game is you're making epic spells. You're supposed to be killing people right away. And that game actually made me feel like that. All right. All right. Okay. So I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. Let's have an epic. Epic battle of the epic spell wars of the battle wizards games, and let's rank them. Let's talk about it. Well, hold on, hold on. I want to get I want to get out my thoughts <sighs> on everything right now. We will rank it. I just want to get out. I just want to say that, like on a whole, epic spell wars is a better version of Cards Against Humanity, in my opinion. It feels less insulting, and it's for more of a geeky wizard audience who loves metal music. It's like taking Harry Potter, adding mature and immature subject matter, and then cranking Harry Potter up to a metal-loving 12. When you're on that topic of Cards Against Humanities, I know we were talking about when we were playing, even as like a sub-game, using those cards, the spell cards, to create the best spells, and like kind of like Joking Hazard a little bit. Joking like, Hazard, or Cards Against Humanity in like, that respect. Who had the best spells? And like these cards are all hilarious. I actually meant to play that that night with everybody, but Bill had to go to work, yeah. so it ended it ended when it ended but it was like a cool little game like you could just take your cards separate all source delivery and quality draw three of each and then use that to make a card and give it to someone to judge and it's super cool because like the cards are all like first of all the art is over the top like it's completely over the top Mm -hmm. the names are completely over the top and and you laugh when you say the names like you know we have a bad sense of humor so we're laughing at the (laughs) the stuff we're flinging at each other plus as the more drunk you get more funny that these cards sound but the game is not for kids (laughs) <laughs> but i feel and i've i've you know people have said this and i agree the idea behind the game could be because the mechanics are really good yeah but it's just the the theme of this it, clearly Corey jones had what he had in mind and what he wanted to do and and he did a very good job of it and it, you know it's for an older audience and i believe it is a fantastic party game i believe it's really good really good drink a beer game Oh, yeah, for sure. Have tons of fun. You know, you get knocked out, drink more beers. <laughs> drink more beers, spells sound more and more epic. Yes. So, you know, if you could stand the unusual humor, the sexual innuendo, the crazy metal violence, and the randomness of the game spell creation mechanic, then you'll love this game. And if you don't like that stuff, then, uh, I don't know. You'll love it anyway, because it's hilarious. <laughs> well, you know, if you don't like that stuff, then stay away. That's <laughs> 
All right, now let's get into it. Okay, we can rank the it. Epic now. Spell Wars, Epic Battle of all the Epic Spell Wars of the Battle Wizards, Epic Battle Rankings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's rank them. I guess. So first, on a note, if you were to look at these games ranked on Board Game Geek, you're gonna see that their original is ranked the highest, which is definitely due to it being their original game and showcased on Will Wheaton's tabletop with actors and scripts. And people having a great time. Right. So one of the problems here is that, you know, Epic Spell Wars 1 and 2 was released with Will Wheaton's tabletop. And people were really excited about it. But then the others, they don't play because they've already played the first. And they're like, well, there's nothing new in the new ones. There's nothing that will entice me. I've already played it. I don't need to play the old ones to figure out what's good. And I think they're completely wrong. And I, with that said, I think they're actually completely wrong. And I think the newer ones are the some of the best spell war epic spell wars I so agree. on that note what is your what's your ranking or what is your top game with the best characters i think the game with the best characters and i think i laughed the most at was melee and murder shroom marsh why is that it's like everyone's on an acid trip in it. like <laughs> the pictures look like the pictures look like if i can try to explain it if you have you ever guys ever seen the yellow submarine by the beatles yeah so the pictures remind me of like of that kind of cartoonish exaggeration of everything so like everything's like a cartoon you have like real world things with like crazy stuff talking to you yeah kind of but everything's just like bright colors and like just stuff everywhere and then the character that i played was embryonicus arch magi of the future and like it's just literally a a baby fetus with a <laughs> wizard hat on and it looks like krang from ninja turtles <laughs> inside a witch's <laughs> belly like it's just just ridiculous and i think it, i think i laughed more at those characters than i did at any other ones in the game to me the game that had the most fun characters was hell high you know it had like oh i like sloppy joe yeah sloppy joe was the one that stood out the most i had zacatron the programmer and it was okay, just like okay. this dude just jack dude with like a computer in the middle of him and like code going on i'm like obviously i'm a programmer so i love it and then like the valedictorian was like so like oh she's possessed like a demonic she's possessed or something yeah all the all the characters are just so well done i really liked it a lot but my favorite character came from the second game tentacle and it was the cuddle wizard sir kitty purrington (laughs) (laughs) and it was just like i wish you could see the art it was just like a cat wearing like a a collar looking kind of like get out of my way. <laughs> it's just ama- it's just amazing. What's your favorite theme out of the five? So just to recap that real quick, the original is wizards with metal, epic spell wizards with metal. The second one, Tent to Kill, was all about creatures, summoning creatures. The third one, Murder Shroom Marsh, was all about drugs. Pleasure Palace one was all about sexual innuendo. And finally, the last one was about being a high school student. I changed it. I said Murder Shroom, but I was thinking about it. I think Pleasure Palace. I th- I think I had the most fun playing that one just because the ridiculousness of the MTDs and like the freaking nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit the nutsack bag was really funny. Uh, the spells were actually really funny in that yeah, one. Yeah, because well, when you pulled it out, I wasn't expecting it. And I was like, what the hell is that? Is that like a freaking scrote? <laughs> and you're like, yeah. It, it was weird because we all had to reach in and pull out an MTD, which is pretty pretty weird pretty sloppy but i think i probably laughed the most during that game yeah the spells were pretty funny in that one too mine is the original i really like the theme of the original just this epic metal simple like it was kind of like a dungeons and dragons like spells and just like making fun of the whole concept of how 
stupid it is. And I, just, I just loved it. I just loved it. Yeah, and I think maybe because, too, for you, you weren't sure what you were getting into when you played it, and then you played it, and like, like oh, this is actually really good. Yeah, so that, that stuck with me over like time. Like, I had Annihilageddon as my first experience into this. Which, honestly, is a very good experience. I mean, if I were to rank it with everything, it's actually, it could be, a ha- because of the Cerberus Engine deck-building game, I really like that game a lot. Me too. And, but it's a little bit more in-depth than these games. These games are party games. That game's a little bit more than a party game. Right. What about mechanics? I'm going with Hell High. Same here. Yeah. Same here. As I thought about it, and, and I said this earlier, but the games get better as they go on. Right. And even though in a minute you're going to hear our final rankings on everything, I still feel like the later the game, they were really getting a really good jive on how they're creating it. So Hell High had the social status, had the bullying. It reminded me a lot of Janitor, President, uh, the, the regular card games. I really liked it. Yeah, I like the social status added like a whole new element. That I thought it, well, I thought it was actually at first going to take away from the game, but it actually added just like this cool, here's an actual player power for you for this round that actually did quite a lot for each thing, except for the last one, which was just, you suck. <laughs> but it, it wasn't as intimidating as I thought it was going to be. And I, I think that's what I liked about it. And like I said earlier, it was a well-balanced mashup of all the games together. Like it, it didn't have the stuff I didn't like from all the previous games and it kept everything that I liked from the other games very cool all right so that leads us into what we liked overall so should we start at number five number five okay we're going backwards yeah let's go backwards number five you want to go first i'm gonna go with the original as my number five whoa why um i think because we just i only played it once with you and two player so i didn't really i got a little maybe a little bored because of the two player game okay the artwork wasn't i know like the art the artist had they changed artists so like the newer games the art is very like crisp and clean and this seemed like you know like when you look at like season one of south park versus season 30 whatever they're in it's similar style but it's very more crisp and clean right art goes a long way for me in games and this one i can see that it was the difference the difference in in the two games my least favorite was actually the pleasure palace one mind you i still had a good game of it i just didn't like how the mtd's added negative elements to the game so when i was sitting out in that one so i sat out in every game Mm -hmm. (laughs) first but that game i was sitting out the longest okay yeah and but i did notice we were having more fun playing it i did notice that but as an experience for me it would be my last experience so number four was the original okay and i ranked it four because four is just a very good intro to the series i feel like if you don't want to get into the next set of rules or the next expansion rules play the original first because all the other games have all those rules right so it's just a good like intro but don't play it too much in fact don't read the rules do a quick match three rounds person who gets last wizard standing and the most kills should be the winner my number four was tentacle i think the reason why it's a little bit lower on my list is because it added so much into the game like the blood tokens that that are only in that game some new keywords the creatures it was just kind of and i didn't really i didn't get any blood tokens in our game so i was like well, what's the point of having this if like it's not a thing everyone gets to use and spend so that it just kind of threw me off a little bit so what was your third uh pleasure palace i think like i said you know i had a lot of fun playing this game and i laughed a lot but I think you're right with the MTDs. I think I ended up having like you had like seven or you had eight. a lot, yeah. At yeah, one point. I had ones that like negated each other, <laughs> which was like really weird. Done on purpose, probably. Probably, and mm. it was just like <sighs> okay. <laughs> 
So my third is Tentacle, and I like it because it's like they kind of completed the original. They're like, hey, we need to add more rules in there. But at the same time, I didn't really like the blood aspect. I agree. It didn't seem like maybe we just weren't hitting the cards properly, but it didn't seem like we were hitting enough blood or spending enough blood. Right. And it felt like we were killing a little bit faster than the original, so maybe we weren't hitting blood fast enough. Well, they're supposed to get blood when you kill someone, but like I said, the game ended very quickly. And then the creature thing, it added creatures, but it seemed like everything was a creature. I I felt like I was supposed to add this to the base game too, which would have made an even bigger game. And I'm like, well, you know, it, it was fine. It was good because it was better than the original with the, with the more rules, reactions, and all that stuff made it better, but it still need improving too. Yeah, I agree. So that leads me to my number two. And my number two is actually Hell High. Okay. So it's high on the list. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really fun, but it wasn't better than my number one. The number one I had the most was fun, which could be a sign. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. What's your number two? My number two is Murder Shroom Marsh. What I liked about this game is that the characters are really funny in it. It was the game that kind of switched how quick the rounds were for me. So it was like this one was like, bam, done really quickly. And it was the fastest game we played. The drug theme is like pretty on point this entire game and it's hilarious and i like the bad trips like the can trips it added some cool elements to it that i enjoyed playing cool so your number one is is hell high nice yeah Yeah. why is that like i've been saying it's a really good blend of all the games together had a lot of mechanics in it but not enough where it detracted from the game like tentacle did the characters were good the spells were funny it actually like felt like i was in high school again (laughs) like just the theme was like super on point and they did a really good job bringing that that theme to life in this game, I think. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying. But I still liked Murder Shroom Marsh better. That's my number one. And I liked it because of the chaos aspect of it. Yeah. It's not It's not because I sat out the least amount of time <laughs> in that one. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, you're right, because it's a chaotic... It was actually like a chaotic game. Yeah. There's so much going there's on. There's so much going on. And so normally when you play, you have you have like a hand and your source, your quality and delivery could be different glyphs. And you're just like, oh, what am I going to do with this? But this game added that element of like, oh, if they're all different glyphs, guess what? You're doing something epic. And then that made the game go quickly. And and that also let you filter cards quickly. Right. So the cantrips let, let you discard. And there seemed to be a lot more discard cards in that game. And that allowed people to recycle the cards from the deck quicker. Right. Which gave you crazier combinations or better combinations and stuff. So I really like that aspect to it. And I had the most fun blowing people away. (laughs) But I will admit, it was pretty close with Hell High. Because those two were my favorite games to play. Right. And and even though I ranked Pleasure Palace last, it still was a very good game. And, and I can say that these games get better. Yeah, and I, and I will not say that any of these games are bad. Oh, no, no, absolutely. At all. They all have their own uniqueness to them that make that make them stand out. And I had fun the entire night that we played. Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you, like, you know, get the original to learn the base game. And then definitely pick up an expansion that really fits your need. Like, if you, like sexually innuendo or you like drugs <laughs> <laughs> or you like the game janitor or you like being the social status like all the games have like their little unique element that makes you happy with them right you know and make them and make them different enough and they're all and they're all standalone like you don't need to own the base game to play any of them in fact i would i rather play them all separately i rather not mix the base game or any of the other games together even though you could we could literally mix all the games together and play a game i don't know how much fun we'd have because you'd have every <laughs> mechanic going everywhere but yeah overall i 
overall, I totally recommend it. Awesome. Sweet. Actually, what was really cool about getting this game too, Corey Jones, the creator of the game, actually, I guess, personally sent us the game. So he drew a cool picture on the box and then drew a cool picture for us inside the, the thing as well. So I pre- really appreciate that. It was just like an added, hey, this is really awesome. So thank you to Corey Jones and the team at Cryptozoic for sending us Epic Spell Wars of the Battle Wizards hijinks at Hell High for the preview on this podcast. We had a great time playing it. And we recommend that when it comes out that you guys pick it up. Thank you all for listening. If you like what you are here, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or hit that follow button on your favorite streaming platform. But is there a game you'd like for us to check out or talk about? Or have you created a game and want us to preview it? Let us know by emailing us at info at FridayNight.Games. And don't forget to check us out on our social medias. So you can check us out on Instagram, FridayNightGames underscore official, or Twitter at FridayNightGMS. And check back next Friday for our next episode. And remember, it is Friday night. Let's have some fun.